Welcome back to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. We're so grateful that you've chosen to join us. Today, our director, April Bordeaux, will join one of Care to Change's therapist, Brittany Smith, to discuss self-worth and boundaries in this two-part episode of our Women's Topics series. Be sure to check out part two of this episode to continue listening to the discussion. Thanks for joining us as we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change. Hi, everyone. I'm April Bordeaux. Welcome back to our Care to Change podcast. It's so good that you've joined us today. We are in the middle of our women's series talking about real topics that relate to women. And I have with me Britt Smith, one of our therapists here at Care to Change. Britt, thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, you're welcome. So we are two women in um, different stages of life. We're both professionals helping other women. And um, so our topic today, we, we thought that we would do this a little differently than we've done some of our other podcasts in that we can sort of just have a discussion about um, boundaries and self-compassion and self-care, something that really women um, either don't talk about yeah. or don't practice very well or um, wish they did, quote, better at and don't. And so we thought we could just have a discussion. Yeah, um, changing the pace today. It's not all you interviewing. Uh, right. It's me too. Right. So yeah. it's a little different for me. Yeah. Um, so today, we're, so it's going to be a two-part series. We're going to focus a lot on self-care now, and then we'll talk about boundaries, but you can't really talk about one without the other. And yeah. so that's why we thought, well, let's just combine the two, have a more of a discussion format in hopes that the ladies who are listening um, could glean some information. Yeah. What I will say, um, in full disclosure, at the beginning of this, and we'll say it again when we talk about boundaries too, I know for me, and I don't know about you, Britt, when I talk today, this is not because I am excelling in this area (laughs) at all times in my life. <laughs> so, what? You're not so, perfect? I am not sharing this. Be- I, oh, I knew no. I, everybody knows I'm not perfect, but in terms of self care and really talking about this topic and why it's important, um, it's not, it's uh, what I'm sharing is more what I'm telling myself as well <laughs> as maybe things I've learned. Um, you know, I'm almost 50. Um, so I'm pretty close to almost 50, you know, I've been married 22 years and I have two kids Then I'm almost 30. I don't like that. Right. So let's let's just own it. Let's own it. Um, so we're going to talk to you today, just have some real conversation with you and just really talk about, um, what we can do to support each other where we are real women having real lives, um, experiencing real (laughs) issues, right? Right. Uh, So uh, what I want you to do is I want to encourage you as listeners and those viewing to um, text us. So we have a care line. We're going to put the number in um, the notes section. I want you to text us your questions and uh, your comments, and then we'll do a follow-up series to answer those questions so that you can ask us the hard stuff. If we don't have the answer, we'll find the answer, and maybe it means we need to practice it. Two, right? A little more, yeah. Um, so let's start 
Why is self-care important? Why should people care? Because I feel like it's a buzzword right now. It is. Self-care. Self-compassion. Hashtag self-compassion. Yeah. Why why do you think it's important? You know, um, for the longevity, right? And so for me, self-care is important because if I want to sustain healthy relationships and be successful in my marriage, have a thriving marriage, Mm -hmm. and... um, want care to change to to live for the long haul yeah I can't do it from a place of exhaustion yeah and I can't do it from a place of um not caring for myself in the middle of that which Mm -hmm. feels selfish but for me it's for the long haul yeah self-care is important for the long haul if I if I don't take care of it today I there's no way I'll last for whatever life I have left in me yeah yeah so for the for the spirit of digging in deep right away. Mm -hmm. Where do you make time for it? Yeah. Um, so I'm not that great at it always. Um, Mm -hmm. but I will say that especially in the last few years, um, it's, it, as I get older, it's not quite an option. So (laughs) if I, if I don't take time for self-care, either my body suffers or my relationships suffer. That's good. And so when I was younger, um, you know, in my thirties, um, in my twenties and thirties, you know, I could do all nighters. Right. Uh, and so stay up all night cause you have this energy, you have passion for what you're doing. you love it. And so it wasn't, it, you know, I didn't feel like I needed it. Um, which I, in hindsight, it was me not listening to my body. Okay. So as I've gotten older and had children who sort of forced the pause in life, Mm-hmm. Um, they have taught me, you know, that in my body, uh, you know, again, getting older, you know, 50 certainly isn't old, but I definitely feel different now than I did when I was 30. Yeah. And so, um, why is it important? And that was that your question. How do you make time for it? How do I make time for it? Yeah. So for me, it's an if then, if I don't make time for it, my body and my relationships are going to tell me yeah. I have to make time for it. Yeah. And so I have this sort of built in accountability in life in my kids saying to me, mom, I, I, we, will you take a walk with me? Mom, will you color with me? Mom, I miss you. Or the behavior shows me I haven't spent time with them. Okay. And we talk about that in that our connecting just series. Say, that's so good. We so, talked about that. For those of you yeah. listening, listen to that. Um, and then my relationships too, you know, if I'm not taking time for myself and self care, then, um, you know, I become irritable and that affects everybody around me. So yeah, how do I take time? Yeah. And I think this is a key because this is, you know, as women, mm-hmm. we have, you know, jobs and parents and, and, um, kids and, um, we have spouses, spouses. and all of these things that say they're mm-hmm. most important in our life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, finding solitude. Yeah is the best gift we can give to every person asking of us. Yeah. So Ooh, um, I have, yeah, solitude, solitude is a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've recently started saying rest is being a renegade because, you know, rest is sort of like people used to think, people still think, you know, rest is from the devil. Like, yeah. I'll rest when I die. Um, <laughs> but um, rest is a, is a powerful weapon yeah. that we can use. Yeah. And so I like sleep too much to give it up. Yeah. I love sleep. The older like, I get, I love it. In college, my roommates would always laugh because it would be like 11 and I would come running through the door 
And I'd be like, it's my favorite time of the day. And it was almost like... 11 p.m. Yeah. And it would almost <laughs> be like, can we put a stopwatch and will she beat her personal record of getting in bed? Like, it was like a joke. Like, Oh, to be fastest... in bed by 11? No, no. It would be like, I would come running through the door and they'd be like, how fast is Rudy going to go brush her teeth and put on her pajamas and get in her bed? Wow. Like, what's the personal record? Because it was my favorite time of the day. To go to bed? Yeah. Because I would just was like... Everything turns off. No one's asking anything of me. Mm-hmm. And I just, so to and me, so when you were like, when that's you were my like, opposite. Oh, when everything turns off, I was like, oh, no, that, that sounds horrible. I'm totally the opposite though, because when everything shuts off and it's totally quiet, that's my time oh. because nobody's asking anything. So I can be really efficient during that time. No, <laughs> no. In college, Okay, so I went to a Christian college where we had a curfew, and um, one night I decided I wasn't going to listen to the curfew, and so my friends and I went to study at the local twenty-four hour. You're breaking shop. a rule to study. That's I know. That's isn't that stupid? No. So fun. my parents were always like, "If that's the worst thing you're doing, we're we're good." Right. So um, we went in two o'clock in the morning. I was sitting at the table sobbing asking for somebody to drive me back to campus so I could go to bed because you were tired yeah and they were like you'll be fine you'll power through it and so three in the morning got there and I was like okay I'm a little better now but it was horrible so I was not the all-nighter girl so I envy you for that because I feel like people could get a lot you get a lot done you do I mean some of my most productive hours are after 11 p.m but again what I'm what I have learned is you know as women Our bodies change over time, and what your body needs at 20 is different than 30, which is different at 50, Mm -hmm. which for those who are listening that are in their 70s, they're laughing at me. If my mom is listening to this, she's laughing, saying, just wait, honey, until you get to be 70. Your body's going to do whatever my body's going to do. But if self-care really says, I know that I'm valuable enough to press the pause button and to retrieve what it is that I've given. Yeah. To restore what is being fractured by expectations. Yes. It's saying, I am worth the pause. Yes. Self-care says it can wait. Yes. Self-care says um, by being replenished, I'm better later, like I said, for the yeah. long haul. So how do you do it? How do you get self-care and, you know, in the, in the midst of, you know, whether you're a college student, whether you're a young mom, whether you're, um, a mom with, you know, middle teen kids, whether you're, your, mm-hmm. your kids are about ready to graduate. How do you do mm-hmm. self-care? That's good. First of all, I would say, um, if your relationships are suffering or you don't have any, if your body is tired and you wake up every day saying, I'm tired, it's, it's beyond time for mm-hmm. self-care. Mm-hmm. I would say um, there is, I started this quest a few years ago in really what does self-care look like for me? What is mm-hmm. it that I needed? And I knew it had to start with a physical, you know, we're mind, body, spirit. Yep. So if, um, if our mind is strong, but our body is suffering, our mind won't be as strong as it can be. Mm-hmm. If our body is really strong because we're exercising a lot, but we're not taking care of our spirit mm-hmm. um, in our in our spiritual relationship, our relationship with God, yeah. it doesn't matter how strong we are. 
you know, if our mind is strong, but we're not in tune with God, we're going to miss what his call is in our Mm -hmm. life. So the three have to work together to make it true self-care. Yeah. What are you doing to support your body? And that's Mm -hmm. rest and nutrition and exercise. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to support your mind? So what is it that you're reading and what are you putting into your mind? Mm -hmm. And then spiritually, how are you spending your time? And taking care of all three to me is Mm -hmm. what self-care is. And it's not a quest for Mm self-care. It's a pause to receive self-care. Yeah. I think something else to add to that too, um, and not a lot of people see this as self-care, but in my, in my sessions with people I do is, uh, when asked the question, what do you enjoy? Mm -hmm. And you go, right. What? Right. What do you mean? I don't know. My kids, my, Mm -hmm. my husband. Yeah, that's great. But what, Mm -hmm. what else? Mm -hmm. What do you love to do? Mm -hmm. What gets you passionate? Um, that's a sign to me that you need to do some, Mm -hmm. some self-care, some, self-discovery. I I would argue that both of those are Mm -hmm. kind of the same thing, but, um, and even, even one step further than that is, um, not just what do you enjoy doing? I love the work that we're doing at care to change. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love seeing the lives changed. I love seeing the marriages restored. I love seeing parents enjoy their kids again. Like I love the work that we're doing and this team. And so it would be really easy for this to become all consuming. I love it. I also love being a parent. I'm not mm-hmm. the kind of parent that when school starts, I'm, you know, out, you know, yeah, having a party. Yeah. Um, I love being with my kids. It would be easy for that to become all consuming. Mm-hmm. I also love being with my husband so that I could lose, we could lose some listeners just by me saying that, but my husband, I have a great time. We look forward to our times together. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you manage the different areas? I also love having my friendship time, mm-hmm. right? I want to be out with the girls, my sisters, especially like I could spend a lot of time with them. So, um, I love it, but which one, if you're mm-hmm. doing too much of it, you know, you cause the balance of life to, yes. if I'm always out with my friends, yes. always having fun, I'm shirking responsibilities at home. Yeah. If I'm pouring everything into my kids, I'm missing the fullness of my marriage. Yes. So what I hear you saying is now is the time to step into boundaries. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So let's pause for a second Mm -hmm. and we will um, regroup this Mm -hmm. on our next podcast. So I'm going to leave you with something Yeah. because we sort of just opened up that book about um, or that chat, that little talk about leaning into, um, you know, if you love something because you said, um, what do you enjoy? You mm-hmm. ask that question. And so it's not just what do you love doing? Because that can be destructive if that's all you focus on. But what is it that brings you joy and fullness for the long haul? And mm-hmm. balance is that. If I work all the time, even though I love it, there's going to be other things out of balance and mm-hmm. people will suffer. And so um, joy in it as well. So yeah, yeah I want to just say, you know, you can love something, but if it's out of balance, that's not, you know, it's not self-care for me because I love (laughs) being with my kids or I love being with my husband. I love what we're doing at Care to Change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I'm taking care of myself. Right. So just, I want to make that point and just say to the listeners again, this real, we're having a real talk here, um, that this isn't something that, you know, every day I say, 
oh, I'm going to, I'm going to win at this and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, what I want to leave is one tip. Yeah. Do you have a resource? Um, yeah. I have a couple I want to give, um, that have been tremendously helpful to me. Um, several books. One is called the celebration of disciplines. Um, it's a, it's a sort of a dry book, but it lists disciplines that help you achieve fullness. Um, because one of them talks about solitude and silence Mm -hmm. and the importance of that, um, boundaries, obviously we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but also, um, try softer. Um, that one was a a book that really has helped to shape what self-compassion looks like. And then there's one by Nancy D. Lamas called a quiet place of rest. And that is how to restore sort of your, it's soul care as a part Mm -hmm. of self-care. So how do you have soul care and self-care. And again, for the people that are listening, this is not, you know, um, we're, you know, we have it together. It's because we know it's an issue that we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and one, one tip I would give, um, is, and when I say this, people are going to say there's no way, but one hour a day. Now this isn't when someone says to me, you need to do this one hour a day. I'm out. Like I'm tuned out. I'm not doing anything one hour a day except for my meetings or making dinner or putting my kids to bed or something like that. When someone says self-care one hour a day, I'm like, no, thanks, but no thanks. You don't live my life. So what I say is throughout the day, you know, whether it's 15 or 20 minutes in the morning, first thing before the lights come on, before the kids wake up, it's 15 or 20 minutes for centering, for grounding, Mm -hmm. for reading the word, getting in your devotion, starting the day seeking Mm -hmm. what our purpose and calling is. If I don't begin the day grounded in the foundation of what God is calling me to do, it doesn't matter what else goes on through the day. Mm -hmm. It's hectic and chaotic and I'm exhausted. Yes. And so we have that topic living in the rat race or whatever that's exhausting. So it can be 15, 20, 30 minutes in the day in the middle of the day, at some point in the day doing a a check-in and saying, Am I breathing? Well, we're breathing to live, but am I breathing deeply? Do I feel my breath? um, Or is it just staying in my chest? Because that will promote anxiety. And then at the end of the day, so it's at some point, one hour, you know, for me, when I get home Mm -hmm. from Care to Change, taking a walk with uh, my daughter, and then I drop her off and I pick up my son, take a walk with my son, drop him off pick up my husband. So I get a good amount of walking in, Mm -hmm. but just that pausing with no phone and no interruption. Yeah. Um, to do that. So for me, a good tip has been one hour. What's my one hour of self care. And sometimes it's one hour. Usually it's broken up, you know, and that's of joy. Yes. To back to your point Mm -hmm. of how do you experience joy? So there's lots of Lots of books. We'll put the ones that we just, that I just mentioned in the, in the text line or in the notes section so people can look at those. Some of them are older. That's okay. So whatever. Um, I would like to hear, um, from a 20, 20, 30 year old perspective, Mm self-care. Um, so for those of you that are going to tune out, because we're going to run out of time for this segment, come back because I want to, I'm in one stage of life. You're in another. So I want to hear how a 30 year old says, this is self care to me. And this is how I take care of myself. Yeah. Um, because it's different, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be different. Absolutely. When I'm going to listen back at this, when I'm 
60, I'm probably going to laugh at myself. You're going to be like, what, April? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, okay, we will, so tune in in a few moments and we'll talk more specifically about boundaries and self-care at a different, at a different point. You've been listening to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Don't forget to view the show notes for resources mentioned in the conversation. Please reach out to us through the care line at 317-979-7133 or at help at caretochange.org. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.